Welcome back to Inside TBT, the final episode before TBT tips off on Wednesday on the ESPN family of networks. And it's a big time episode. All right, I'm the host, Andrew Zolden of Inside TBT, and here's who we've got on the show. We got Taj Gibson on the show talking about Team Gibson. Taj is one of my favorite Bulls and NBA players of all time, so that was a ton of fun. And then we got Fran Frischilla on the show breaking down the mega, super regional in Wichita. He's calling games in Wichita. Looking forward to hanging out with him and breaking news. I am headed to Wichita. Inside TBT is heading to Wichita. And all of our Wichita content is presented by Pedigo Wichita. All right, here's the deal. The world is full of electric bikes and more brands show up all the time, but Pedigo electric bikes are just different. They've been making and selling e-bikes for 15 years. The longevity comes from the quality of the product, beautiful, totally functional bikes. You get a five year warranty. The biggest difference is Pedico electric bikes are only sold through authorized dealers with actual physical storefronts, and there's more than 200 of them nationwide. If you're in Wichita, get in there, get some bikes. You can buy a bike, you can rent a bike. Official slogan of Pedico electric bikes is hello fun, but the unofficial slogan of Pedico Wichita is oh wow. I'm gonna be riding some Pedigo bikes around. You're gonna see some players on Pedigo bikes during post-game interviews. Pedigo bikes are great, and these interviews are even better. Let's get to them right now. All right, joining me now on Inside TBT from Team Gibson, GM Tamik Floyd, and then of course Taj Gibson. Guys, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having us. Thank you, Andrew. Absolutely. I want to start off, you know, obviously we got Team Gibson. You guys have put together a real good team. You got a tough first round matchup, but you've put together a good squad, you know, headlined, maybe not necessarily ability headline, but he'll tell you differently. Headlined by Devin Funches. Would love, you know, to me, you could start off, pass it to Taj, just a little, you know, background on how these guys came on the team and, you know, Team Gibson as a whole. Yeah, so uh, it was last year when I was playing in um, Rucker Park. Taj had a parents there, and it was just the atmosphere was just so dope. And I was like, bro, we need to do this next year. And he was like, let's go. You know, so um, we just stood, I stood in touch with um, Jake. Jake was very instrumental in helping us, you know, get involved and get selected. And um, a lot of the guys basically, you know, they're all on the same accord as we're playing for a bigger cause, you know, because Taj has a foundation, which is the Taj Gibson Foundation. New York City-based nonprofit that deals with under-city youth, you know, so these guys were like, listen, we're playing for, you know, to, like, help these kids. So, you know, that's really the guys committed on. They understood, like, the, the job at hand is to win this money for these kids. And, and Taj, you know, what was it that you saw at Rucker Park last year that really made TBT stand out to you from a basketball standpoint? Look, from a from a basketball standpoint and a fan standpoint, just a guy who loves the game, who just try, who's trying to give back to the game every day. Uh, I was just inspired. I seen I seen guys who who love the game, who I, I didn't get, who I haven't kept up on, who I haven't seen in maybe a few years, still playing hard, still in practice, 
uh, listening, asking the coach of different tip topics. And these guys are having a full-fledged practice, going hard, team, helping each other out, holding each other accountable. And I'm like, these guys are really playing for something. And my and my goal is, the, the, the whole point about this goal is to try to help the community too. But my main thing is helping these young men too, give them another opportunity on the big, on the big stage of the TBT and to keep growing. Uh, this is my first shot doing this and I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to doing this for years to come because I love the game and uh, the game has given me and my family and Tamik and our family so many, so many great memories and so many great things. So why not just give these guys a chance to go out there, especially play for them. They want to play for the community and they want to do the right thing. So I'm just trying to help give guys a great opportunity to stay, stay on that top stage. The roster is very solid. You know, you got Vander Blue, point guard. Everyone knows him. He's great. You got Devin Funches, who we talked about earlier. (laughs) I think the team is missing like a four slash five that really has NBA experience. What do you think about uh, lacing it up for TBT? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. the thing about it is, it's super competitive. That's the thing. Don't you don't want to go out there and get too too over in butches? Don't start feeling yourself because the TBT will humble you. Last year, I really seen every game, and every team bought it down to the to the very end. And it, being in my first year, and in that first year, we we got a, we got a lot of a lot of uh, people to prove wrong. We're looking forward to it, um, but I'm still looking forward to that for that first practice because. Uh, we going into a sold out arena, and uh, yeah, this the big leagues. Tough. Yeah, you got a tough, you got a tough first round matchup against Bayheim's Army, the Syracuse alumni team in Syracuse. Meek, I'll ask you this first: Were you excited that you got that matchup, or were you like, "Come on, we just put in all this work, and now we got <laughs> a, a twenty twenty one champs at home." I love it. No, we're Brooklyn, New York guys, you know, so we like the type of ruckus and and we want to disrupt TVT in a positive way, you know, so we highly slept on it. It's cool. And I love our team because these guys have chip on their shoulders. Like they're playing for opportunities, you know, so we're going to come in there hungry and aggressive, you know, professionally, but we're going to bring the fight. We're not running away. And and Tosh, what do you think of that first round matchup? I think it's inspiring. I'm looking forward to just going into the app, being in the atmosphere. Uh, I'm looking forward to our players just getting that first game underneath that belt. Um, it's even better just to go into a hostile atmosphere to just get the jitters out right away. And I think it's great exposure for our guys. That's one thing I'm excited about this tournament. I've been watching it for years, and I always wanted to really have a team in it and for to finally have a team in it at this stage. And to just give these guys the great opportunity to really play on this stage, man, I'm I'm super grateful. I'm super excited for this. Uh, is there an environment in the NBA that's like underratedly hostile that like you wouldn't expect? Like if you're watching on TV, it's not doesn't maybe look that crazy. But in your opinion, you're like, I hate going and playing in this arena. Philly. Philadelphia, I would say. Uh, Philadelphia. It's a few like that. It's a few sneak. It's a few arenas. Sacramento. It's it's some places out there that are really rock you. Like Phoenix. Is is it, it seems like it doesn't get a lot. Phoenix gets crazy. 
But the NBA as a whole is just growing, you know. Each day, the NBA is just growing. People are getting more into basketball. And this and things like this, tournaments like this, is keep people more engaged and loving the game of basketball. And it gives pros a real good chance to stay in the light, to still get a chance to get another contract. And I'm excited, man. You just don't know how pumped I am, how pumped up I am for this, man. Uh, so I want to transition a little bit, a couple NBA questions. Mm-hmm. Me. This one, I'll, I'll start with you. I told Taj before the interview, I'm a huge Bulls fan. Taj was okay. you know, one of, if not my favorite players on those D-Rose, those D-Rose and Taj Bulls teams. <laughs> yes, yes, sir. I'll, I'll reveal mine in a second. Do you have a favorite all-time Taj highlight? Because I got one that I'll share after you go. I, I have two. I have two. Um, Are they both the same game against the Heat? No, it's, it's two different games. All right. So this game, he crossed Chris Kamen, and he I think he caught an N1 dunk. And the reaction in the, in the stands, they was like, I didn't know Taj can do that. And it was just so dope because you know, I've been playing with Taj since he was like 15 years old, and I've seen his growth. You know, I remember, not to go too much off topic, he went to school in California, and he came back for the summertime, and he's dribbling better than me. You know, but and uh, but the, uh, the next time is when he caught that uh, putback N1. I mean, uh, uh, C.J. Watson threw it back, and he – Posterized D-Wade. That's, yeah, definitely. That's when the world was introduced to Taj Gibson. So that was a great transition, Taj, my question to you, because my little yeah. brother and I, we that game, we were like, all right, the Bulls are winning the championship, Taj. <laughs> the Bulls are winning the championship. Did you feel that way after the putback dunk when you guys were up like 30? Were you like, all right, that's it. We're going we're gonna to win this series and we're going to win the NBA championship. That's kind of at, at that stage in my younger years. I was like, "Oh my god, I got! I think we got a chance to win the championship. We got a chance." And then you get rocked, and then you get you get that you get that first pro humble humbling situation where it doesn't go as planned. It doesn't it doesn't work out the way you expect it. And, and, and to be honest with you, I felt everything was so positive. You felt all the good energy. And that's a prime example as I'm trying to uh, explain to Tamika and explain to hopefully the guys, we can't take it for granted, man. We gotta, we gotta, if we feel you got something going, you got something good on the ropes, take advantage of it. I think, I think about that series every day, every day I wake up in the morning, it's like soon as the alarm comes on, boop, 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 I'm thinking about it. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's one of my, those one of those good memories of my um, early life. What what are some other memories that really stick with you? Maybe they're maybe they're positives. Like you wake up and you're like, I still can't believe I did this or we did that. Every day, as, as a professional athlete, I wake up sparingly, like in the middle of the night. I may may just wake up, go in my backyard, and just pace for a while just to co- collect myself, to calm down, or the physicality of the game, the, the toughness of the game the bloodshed tears of the game, the camaraderie of the game. This is the things that bring the game, to bring us together. It's being in a huddle, hostile, team banged up, maybe four games, five nights, and you're still pulling it out. You're still getting a chance to get a W, go in the locker room after the game, bust open some brewskis in our generation, the older guys, maybe get some couple beers after the game, after a tough game. That's what... It's about, you know what I'm saying? And I still get, I wake up in the middle of the night sometimes just thinking about those urges and that and that, that passion, like, man, ooh, 
that just keeps that just wakes me up. I'm, I don't take it for granted at all. Every day, every day I'm crying. I'm thinking like, man, I love this game. I don't take it for granted, bro. Who who are some of the players that you would hang out with the most? We could start with when you were on the Bulls, but like you know, you guys won a tough game. A few of you guys are grabbing beers, like you said. Who were like maybe you know three of the guys that you were typically hanging with? To be honest with you, that Chicago team, I hung out with everybody. You always hung out together. I hung out with Derek. I would go to Joe, hang out with Joe Keem. I would hang out with Jimmy. But Wild Dang was like, he was like the captain. You go to his house just just to just check in and, and, and ask some questions. Brad Miller, Kirk Heinrich. Kirk, if you're watching this, I hope you're watching this. I love you, bro. I miss you. But it, I... I just hung out with everybody. I'm a team-oriented guy. That's the main thing. Just when you're around good groups of guys and great teammates, you hang with everybody. You can't think, forget Booze and uh, Ronnie Brewer, too. Nah, Booze, Ronnie Brewer, Nate Robinson. Yeah. The list of that team, CJ Watson, it goes on. It's, it's all my family for life, man. It, like, when you, go, when you go in these games and you coming out uh, busted up, black eye, like, you're going through some stuff, man. Like, I'm looking forward to the guys as as this Taj Gibson um, Foundation team keeps going. Hopefully, we are blessed to keep going to TBT for a long time just to keep those same memories going for years on and it's passing on, man. I think we need to get Stacey King to call your guys' games. What do you think of that? <laughs> oh, man, if we get that, that we are, I got to I, – I post I got to call Stacey back anyway. So, if we can do that happen, fingers crossed, man. This this is what we have as the team description for Team Gibson. I don't know if you saw it. In the words of Chicago Bulls color commentator Stacey King, Team Gibson will look to bring Taj Gibson's hard hat lunch pail mentality to TBT this summer. What do you think of that? That's the plan. That's the plan. As long as once once we get that staple, that that's what that's what our team is about. That's our motto. We're gonna run with that. And then um, I'm really excited for our group because. Like you said earlier, we got a bunch of guys who are who are eager to show what they can do and eager to prove people wrong. Meek, question for you. So I obviously had my own opinions as well. There were teams that I hated when Taj's Bulls would go up against. Were there teams when when you watched Taj play in the NBA that you were like, oh man, this is a mismatch for for Taj? Like we gotta we gotta get him into good positions here. <laughs> the Knicks, yeah. for some reason, he used to kill the Knicks. We loved the Knicks, but he used to kill the Knicks. Like, I used to love when he played against the Knicks because I, I used to love to hear the Knicks fans, oh, man, yeah. he used to kill the Knicks. So I would say the Knicks. Every time he played the Knicks, yeah, he had a lot of good uh, moments against the Knicks. Dodge, what do you think? Who Who's one of the teams that you felt like you always could could get the edge against? I actually, I like, I don't know. It is. I like playing in the Central Division. I like playing against Indiana. Um, at that time, they had... Uh, Hibbert, they got Hibbert, they had Roy Hibbert, they had Dalante, they had West, Lance. I just like going against that those Pacer teams around that time. Um, the Knicks, one of the teams, because you got you love playing home. But yeah, I would say those two teams, the Knicks, the Lakers, Pacers, those are the two the three teams I like to play against. All right. One final question for you. So in TBT, we got the Elam ending where the clock goes off under four, you know, add eight points to the winning team score, play to that. Mm -hmm. If you had to pick any of your former teammates to score all eight Elam ending points, like if there was one guy that would score all eight points in the Elam ending, who, who would you pick to do that? I've been a part of some good team. Oh, guys, if you're watching this, I love you. 
Um, but I got to at least go with, I got three guys in my mind, three, three teammates that I really, oh, it's tough. It's tough. I can go Brad. I got four. I can either go Brad, Bill. I can go Derrick Rose. But for sure, Derrick Rose, Jimmy Butler. Those are my brothers right there. Those guys, I seen those guys is the stone cold killers when it comes to those buzzer, those last minute shots, those tough shots. Derrick Rose, Jimmy Butler, hands down. Those are my top two picks right there. That's I, I feel like Jimmy Butler could be 0 for 12 heading into the Elam ending, and then he'd go four for four in the Elam ending, just getting to the basket and scoring yes. every time. Yes, yes. And it, it's been it's been time in practice. I used to be with Jimmy. And it'll be days where he we would he would just make all buzzer beat the shots on us. Like I'm like, yeah, he's different. You'll see the growth. Like, yeah, he's he's like same with Derek. Like some it's like it's guys not even phased. They want that shot. And I was lucky and blessed enough to play around some good players. And those are my top two players right there. All right. So you this is your fault that I have another question. You that's fine. <laughs> shoot, shoot, my shoot. next question when when jimmy was a rookie and you know <clears throat> tibbs wasn't playing him or he wasn't ready to play did you see it in him right away like all right this guy's a dog this guy's got it even as a rookie when he wasn't necessarily getting to show it in the games well i'm gonna give you the real spill so think about it like this i'm gonna put you in the shoes of a rookie going you coming in you're the man in marquette you come in you come into a team down the street from your college you go to the Chicago Bulls, a team that's playing in the playoffs, being a contender, quote-unquote contender. He's young. He's playing behind the wall today. He's skilled. He has all the talents, but he's still trying to figure out that rhythm. The NBA is about that good rhythm and knowing your pace and getting some reps. He was hard for him to get reps. He's playing around the wall today. So this the determination of just having him around us Every day in practice, he's on my team. So my team is the second unit. So every day I got to hear Joe Keem's mouth. I got to hear, I got to go against Carlos Boozer, who's physically 280, brick muscle. Then I got Joe Keem Noah, who's constantly talking trash. Derrick Rose, who's the fastest point guard in the league at the time. And you're going against all these attributes of guys, and you're the guy trying to get minutes in there talking trash to you every day. Every day. Get our bags, Rooks, every day. Then you got Tibbs on you. You're not going to get any minutes under me. You better come in here. You better, you better show me some toughness every day. Now you wonder why Jimmy comes out like he's Bane in, in, in Batman. Like, <laughs> he really went through, through the tunnel. Like, like, I went from earning my points from earning every shot I took. I was At one point, Jimmy was coming in the game, and Tibbs would snatch him just for taking a, 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 a mid-range jumper. Now you're going from seeing him just hitting uh, mid-range jumpers to win games. That was this, this just seeing the transmission of the transformation of the process and the mental st- capability he had. Because I, I worked out with Jimmy for many summers. That them workouts, some of the best workers I have in my life, having some of the tip-top shape in my life. So yeah, you see the proven, you see the finished product right now. So what I'm hearing is that you're, you know, one of the main reasons that Jimmy Butler is. is oh, yeah, yeah. You see, you know, he's, you know, man, yeah, he got thrown me in there. Jimmy, you see me, I was in there with you, in a huddle with you, baby. All right, so final, final, final question. I promise it's the last question, but actually it's a little unique of a question. I'm flipping the tables on you guys. 
you become the interviewer. You got to ask me a question before we get out of here. Taj, I'll start with you. You got to ask one question. It could be about anything. Okay. If you had, if you had, that's kind of in a way, uh, it's going to be one or two. You can ask, you can ask as many as you want. All right. Number one, if it could be any team that you could play one year for in the NBA, what team would it be? And what, and at what capacity, at what capacity are you willing to do whatever it takes for the team? Depends on the circumstances. All right. Like any team all time or current team? All time and current. All right. Are you asking me to help you make your decision where you're where you're playing next? No, no, no. I'm just asking you. I, I, you said it's my question. All right. All right. All time, I would have picked the Bulls team that we talked about earlier, where you had the dunk on Wade and then the putback uh-huh. dunk. And Reggie Miller said, I've been to the mountaintops and back, and Taj Gibson's up at the top. I would pick that team. I would do whatever it takes for that team. I wouldn't have needed to play a single second. I would have rode the bench. I would, been, I would have been the 12th guy, which means I don't even get to scrimmage in practice, you know? Oh, no, you get to scrimmage in practice. That's the thing they don't tell you. The, 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 12, the 12 to 15 guys, you get to practice every day with the, with the coaches. So even after the practice, you're going to get the four-on-fours, the, the five-on-fives. Don't worry about that. But All yeah, right. keep All right, I like it. I would have been – I would have been a, a big part of practice, helped everyone get better – if I could pick a current team, uh-huh. I want to go play for the Lakers. I want to be one of LeBron's, sit in the corner, get the ball, and hit threes. I want to play. That's more, that's more pressure now. That's more pressure. Them. I want to be the guy that the Lakers fans are like, get rid of this guy. He's terrible. <laughs> it's, it's the trade deadline. Like, why aren't we moving Andrew? I want to be that guy. I want to be in the news. I want to hit a three against the Nuggets in the playoffs. That's so- the so you want the Dylan, so you want the Brooks coverage. Yeah, I want to be Lonnie Walker, is basically what I'm saying. Oh, Lonnie Walker. Last year's Lonnie Walker. Okay. Okay. Oh, that's it. But hey, you were you willing to go through the highs and lows the way Lonnie went through? The finally have big up. I want Steph Curry to sign my jersey and say, You killed us in game four, man, or whatever he did. This wow, year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and I actually in my rec league game last night, I played I played pretty well. I would have gotten. Oh yeah, you get buckets. You get how buckets. Many, how many buckets you had? How many yeah. rebounds? How many? Let me see if you all learned. How many rebounds you had, man? Rebounds, probably like five or six. Yeah, all right, my man. Five or I'm six. Like Push the ball on the break a little bit. A couple of assists. Yeah. Probably had like twenty-two, five and five. Great, great rec okay. league. Yeah. Solid. Ice bath, ice bath after? Oh uh, no, no. I you, you, I, 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 I can't after points. I literally can't walk today. My my Achilles is killing me. My right calf is killing me. I got a shoulder thing. I feel like I said before the game last night to my teammates, I was like, I feel like this is about to be game 78 of an 82 game season. I'm like, I'm oh, banged up man. everywhere, man. Oh man, yeah. Sound like we sound like we we you need a trainer over there, bro. Taj, do you did you have a second question or was that a two-parter? That was a two-parter. It was just a two-parter. All right, Meek, I'll flip it to you. What do you, what do you, this is basketball because I love basketball. What do you think about the uh, in-season tournament that they, in the NBA just, just announced? What do you think about that? I think it's, it's 
cool for fans. And it sounds like it's only one extra game. Like only the two teams in the championship will play an extra game. I do think maybe if they dropped it down to like 72 games and then did the in-season tournament and made those games separate from the season. Like, I think it's a little weird that like in December, they're playing a game that counts towards the NBA standings and also counts towards the in-season thing. I think it would have made a little more sense if they reduced the schedule and then the in-season tournament games didn't count towards the standings. But I think it doesn't really matter what I think about it. Tops yeah. think about it. I like it. I think it's I think it's worth it. I think I think the main part, soon as open the night comes, you see, you feel the intensity, you feel both teams understanding, like, yeah, this is this is the real deal. This isn't preseason. And then that fourth quarter clicks in for the last 15 years of my career. Every time that opening game, opening day, fourth quarter comes. The rest of the game is a blur. It turned into a whole playoff. Every game in the fourth quarter turns into a completely different game. So I think it's going to be more exciting for the fans, more revenue. The NBA is being smart about their moves, man. I think it's only for the better. I think I wouldn't want to be the team that wins the first one because I think people will, like, kind of laugh at the players and teams who win the first one. Like, Mm -hmm. If LeBron's holding the in-season tournament trophy at the end, like Barkley, the TNT guys will will make some jokes. But eventually, you know, four years from now, five years from now, I think it'll be super, super cool. But that's with everything. It takes some time. I think it's I think it'll be actually super dope because every time I'm a big I'm a big soccer football fan from watching Europe, and every time they win these these cups, these these tournaments. It's just something they kind of get used to it. They're not used to it, but they kind of like they understand like this is this one championship of the year. This is one of our goals. And we got and we're, we're moving. We're pushing this for something. I think it's only going to make the NBA better for us. NBA championship contenders understanding like this is our first goal. If we don't get that. We understand where we're at moving along down the league, down the line throughout the year. And God's going to base that hopefully in the future. Hopefully we add more. But. It's, the league is growing. The, the league is just doing well, and it's, it, it, it makes it uh, open it up for even even better league for leagues, young league, younger leagues like the TBT come through and and show these young players can still play. I I agree with you one hundred percent. I also think that they should use the Elam ending. That's what they for sure. Should. Maybe it's maybe in yeah. the works. You never know. Yeah. We got. We I got think it. maybe next, maybe next, next year too. Yeah, I think so. you got some good ideas, bro. Definitely. Taj, you know that we have a soccer tournament too, right? Huh? We have a soccer tournament also. That's winner take all, one million dollars. We just launched it this year. Hey man, hey hey, I'm a, we already swamped with getting to trying to get the best players. That's a different bracket, right? You just now. gotta come. You just gotta come to it next year. This year, listen to this. This is gonna blow your mind. All right. Chris Paul was there hanging out this year. Okay. Steve Nash was on a team. He was on the oh. Italy team, Como 1907. Wow. West Ham had a team. Wolverhampton had a team. It's it's legit. It's big time. We got to get yeah. you involved next year. You got to come hang yeah, out. I would love to. I would love to. Yo. Yo, me. You hear that? Taka now. <laughs> Unless um, I think the only way you would be able to come is if you're in the NBA finals because it conflicts with the NBA finals. So 
I would okay. rather see you. I would rather, I hope you're not able to come, but if you are able to come next year, you should definitely come. It's cool. Where's, where's, where's the location? Last year it was in uh, Cary, North Carolina. It was like oh, all cool. in, it was like group play and everything. We did a whole World Cup in four days. How many That's teams dope, was it? Man. It was 32 teams. Wow. That's super cool. Yeah. It was a good time. Well, Meek, Taj, I appreciate you guys coming on. This was great. When you upset Bayheim's army, I'll have you back on for another episode because it'll well, be definitely good. we coming. We coming. I love it. That's the plan. Take I hope they take it easy on us, but I, I know it's gonna be a tough one. I'm looking forward to our, our guys getting some some good exposure, and I'm just grateful for the opportunity. Thanks, guys. All right, thanks, take care, Andrew. All right, joining me now on Inside TBT, the best in the business, Fran Frischella. Welcome back to the show. Andrew, it's such a pleasure. Uh, I'm in Las Vegas at NBA Summer League, but uh, I'm busy preparing for what will be a super regional in Wichita, not just literally, but figuratively as well. 16 great teams. Uh, some legendary college alumni rivalries, and uh, also looking forward to one of the best diners in America, the Duda Diner in in the heart of Wichita, the best food that I've ever eaten at a diner in my life. I, I'm looking forward to that maybe more than anything else. You've raved about <laughs> it for years. I've never been there. I'm looking forward to getting there. I can't wait. We lose about five pounds before you come, okay? Because you're going to put 10 on, so you'll only be minus five when it's all said and done after a great few days in Wichita. I love it. I love it. We'll, we'll jump right into it. Obviously, you're at Summer League. A lot of big-time stories there, but we'll keep it, you know, TBT yeah. for now. I don't want to go game by game because that could take forever. But let's start with the Aftershocks Regional, you know, obvious, or the Aftershocks side of the Super Regional. Obviously, you know, they're the headliner. They're the big host team. They've been here before, back-to-back -back yep. winning every game possible on their home court. Are you expecting them to be able to recreate that magic they've done the last few years? Absolutely. Yep, absolutely. First of all, the place is going to be electric again. Um, you know, we can have this argument about what the best uh, TBT regional sites have been through the years, but Wichita takes a backseat to nobody, Andrew, as you know. It's a phenomenal basketball community, 12 months a year. They love their Wichita State Shockers. And um, when that, when the aftershocks come back from playing overseas, it's it's electric in there. These guys are, you know, heroes inside the city of Wichita. I absolutely expect them to be, uh, you know, very good again. Obviously, Connor Fran Camp still playing at a high level in Europe. Guys like uh, 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 Darrell Willis, um, you know, lots of good talent, lots of good talent. And um, they don't, they usually deliver, you know, they usually deliver some good performances as they did last year. When I look through the bracket, I have a team in my mind that I think has the best chance to beat them out of these eight teams. I want to hear who you think it is. And then I'll tell you who I think it is. I got a feeling it's going to be the same team. Well, obviously, you know, the matchup with Kate, you know, the purple and black is, uh, is a good one, you know, I mean, because you've got a lot of guys that have played uh, uh, at a high level. Don't forget now, Kansas state, that's purple and black, as you and I know, tell, tell your podcast listeners, um, 
but you also have, and, and not in the same regional, but it because it's two regionals in one, as you know. But the fact that K State, KU with Mastery, the Show Me guys from Missouri, Arkansas, TBT, um, that's going to be electric just because they're going to bring their own set of fans, you know, those schools were within a few hours of Wichita. So um, I think that second round matchup, I got my schedule here. So you got to help me out here. Um, I think uh, second round, the aftershocks would play the winner, you know, assuming they win, they play the winner of Beale street boys, the Memphis alumni and broad street birds, the temple alumni, which that's going to be a great game right there. That's a game, you know, the temple alumni, um, you know, they, they're Philly kids, you know, I mean, going back to my first few years, uh, with TPT, there's always been a Philly team, some iteration of it. Um, and you know, you know, East coast guys like me, Philly guys, as tough as they come, that particular team has got, uh, some real talent. I think if I'm, I'm going to take a guess, I have my rosters here on my computer, but at least five of those guys were teammates, you know, and I think they made an NCAA run. And so they're going to have great continuity. They're all in their mid-20s. So Shiz Alston comes to mind <clears throat> as a tremendous Temple player. Um, Tony Paris is a legend down there coaching uh, and working guys out, the coach of uh, of uh, of their team. And I, I think they're going to be very competitive versus anybody they play, including the Aftershocks, if they're able to advance. I, I agree with you. And, you know, moving to the other side, you mentioned yeah. – you know, Kansas, Missouri. I mean, this this bracket on the other side, the first round matchup is the Missouri alumni show me squad against the UNLV alumni Vegas Rebellion. The winner, yeah. you know, probably has a date with Mastery, Kansas alumni in the second round. Yes, either team could win the first round matchup, but how cool would a Mizzou, Kansas second round matchup in TBT be? Crazy. It'll be crazy, really, because there's going to be a healthy number of KU fans at this event and they hate Missouri <clears throat> and they usually hate them in November and December. Now you get to hate them in July, you know? So, uh, and, and the players know it, they've talked about it. Um, guys like Mario little and, and, uh, Tyshawn Taylor, um, you know, the Morris twins coaching, they all know about the Missouri rivalry. So, um, I say hate, obviously we say it in a sports term, but that would be electric in there if they're playing, uh, they're playing, you know, each other in the second round. I'm, I'm looking forward to that one. We, you know, we of course have our our <laughs> different jobs and duties with TBT, but at the end of yeah. the day, we we do it because we love basketball. We're basketball fans at heart, yeah. coach, player, etc. You know, which of these teams excites you the most to just be able to sit and and watch and get to see these guys hoop again? Yeah, I mean, well, first of all, because of my connection to the Big 12 um, and also being in the part of the country that I'm in, you know, Wichita, uh, I'll, I'll drive from Stillwater to uh, Lawrence sometimes uh, when I get back-to-back games and I'll stop in Wichita. And I I, got, I mentioned earlier, you know, the, 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 the Sunflower State, state of Kansas, is a very underrated basketball state. Uh, Dr. Naismith went to KU as a professor and you know, obviously invented the game and you got a great history with Wichita State and K-State and and KU. So <clears throat> any of those teams that plays, they're all capable of going and winning their regionals, uh, obviously, because they're loaded with talent. So I, I would say any of those teams that can get out, uh, I would not be surprised by because they've all got good players. You know, a lot of these guys, 
I, you know, we see this every year, Andrew. 75% of the guys that play in TBT are still playing professionally overseas. And that's why this talent uh, pool has always been so good going back to the early days. So, And as I look at, uh, to, to, to answer your question a little bit further, um, I'm looking at, like, you know, L.A. Cheaters. They always bring a bomb squad from the Drew League, you know. One of the best uh, pro-am leagues in, in the United States, you know, the – when when uh, when Kobe, the late Kobe, would show up, or LeBron or KD at the Drew League, it's special. And so you got a lot of Drew League guys that are still pooping at a high level, who can make noise because they're not. A, all these guys, by the way, all these guys that play overseas, they're not rattled by playing in what essentially is Wichita State's home arena. These guys are real, true professional players. So the crowd is usually not a factor with a lot of those teams, but. Um, L.A. Cheaters come to mind as a team that I'm kind of anxious to see. So one more team that we definitely got to talk about, Heartfire. All right. Yeah. They're a staple of TBT. Formerly, you know, Team 23, they merged with Heartfire. They're like the sneaky, quiet two seed. You know, I'll take partial blame for it. Everyone's talking about the alumni teams. You mentioned the L.A. Cheaters. I mean, Heartfire is right there. No one, you know, with TBT knowledge is going to be surprised if right teams you know comes out of the region but what do you think overall about the balance in tbt between alumni teams and non-alumni teams do you like where it stands as of now phenomenal no i do i do i you know you mentioned Heartfire. they've got four wins in tbt through the years that team 23 team i don't know if it's the same i don't know if they get to carry over the record or not they probably don't but that i remember early in the tbt maybe the second year third year Team 23 was, uh, they had a bunch of guys that most of them I hadn't really heard of and they were really good. And, and, uh, I remember they took, uh, the great overseas elite team to the wire one year in, in New York, I believe. So yeah, no, I think it's a great balance. I mean, we love the alumni teams because the fans of these teams get to see these guys come together again. You just think of Bayheim's army, you know, and what they've meant to TBT best Virginia, obviously, and certainly, you know, aftershocks. It's funny about Mass Street. You know, I don't. I think they were self-made the last time they played as a Kansas alumni team. And here's an interesting tidbit for you: Perry Ellis, one of the all-time greats at KU. I don't know if you remember this, Andrew. He was hurt very early in the game. I think he uh, tore a patella tendon. It actually kept him from going overseas that year. Perry Ellis grew up eight blocks from uh, Coke Arena in Wichita, was a hero in Wichita before going on to Kansas and having a great career. So there's those kind of storylines, not just the alumni, uh, you know, the Morris twins coaching. I mean, how much better does it get than that? You know, two NBA players coaching, uh, you know, coaching uh, uh, a mastery. So by the time we get to Wichita, in my case, I'm going to have all these storylines buttoned up and tell the fans who are watching on at home on ESPN why they should watch these games. And not just because of the great talent that we see every year, but the great connections and stories from each of these teams. That's great. And I, I mentioned earlier that you're, you know, the best in the business. Your partner in Wichita this year is pretty dang good too, Eric Collins. How excited are you to get to work with him? Voice of the Charlotte Hornets, you know, we were together in Wichita a couple of years ago, and certainly he knows about Doodah Diner, you know. And uh, But, no, I, I'm, I'm excited to work with Eric. We, we really hit it off when we were together last. 
and uh, we'll be back together again in Wichita. So he's a, he's a pro and um, you know, he he's used to good basketball, not necessarily with the Hornets, although they're rebuilding, but being an NBA uh, play-by-play guy, he's used to good basketball. And of course he knows, as you know, every year we've got a handful of guys, more than a handful that have already played in the NBA. So Eric's familiarity with these guys is good too. So I guess got two more questions for you. The first one, if you were coaching in TBT, would you like the Elam ending or would you be too stressed by it? I think it's unbelievable. When John Mugar asked me five or six years ago uh, and others, you know, that he knew had a connection to TBT, what I thought about the Elam ending, I was like, nah, no way. You know, I'm a traditionalist. That's not going to fly. Uh, and I, I just think it's unbelievable the way Elam ending has caught on. Thanks to Nick Elam, you know, Ball State University professor. Um, it's I think the Elam ending has just added another layer of incredible excitement to TBT. I think the Elam ending would be great in AAU tournaments. Obviously, the NBA All-Star game. There's so many great places for it to be used, but there's no place it's used any better than TBT. And I, I, I've come around to being a fan of it. I love to hear that. That's great. Glad to have you as a fan. I'm a fan of it as well. Final yep. question slash segment, and it's presented by Pedigo Wichita, which is a bike shop in Wichita. On one of our off days, we'll, we'll go for a little bike ride in, in Wichita together. But the final question is, do you have any questions for me? You know, I know you're zoned in on the the Wichita Super Regional, but do you have yeah. any, any questions? What are my thoughts on Wemby? You know, anything. Yeah, no, you know what? Um, I do have a question. Um, you know, oftentimes when I get ready for a TBT, I have to prepare for one region, right? And then I'll be doing the semis and finals this year with Eric Collins and Philly at Drexel U. So my question for you is give me your overall take on the history of TBT and what excites you most most about this year's field. Well, what excites me most about this year's field is all of – the former champions and former championship teams that are involved, you know, for years, it was, there was only two champs in, you know, Notre Dame alumni and overseas elite. But now this year you got Carmen's crew, you got Bayheim's army. Of course you got the defending champs, blue collar. You, you got some guys from the overseas elite teams sprinkled in throughout, you know, the, right. the teams, Mike Cabango's on, you know, the Texas team, and then you got the Golden Eagles guys playing with Bayheim's Army. So there's like five or six championship teams a part of this year. So I think it's really cool that, you know, with the exception of Overseas Elite and Notre Dame alumni, and they got players, you know, scattered throughout. It's like, yeah. all right, this is the 10th anniversary. Everyone that's won a championship is basically involved with the 10th year. And that gets me super excited. Yeah, and I also think to add to that, that now the real basketball fans who follow TBT, they, you know, they not only know these guys from playing with their college teams, but now they can really identify with aftershocks, with Bayheim's Army, you know, and the craziness up there. They can identify with, you know, Golden Eagles. It's, it's become like, I don't want to say 12 months a year, but these teams, for a long time, people would ask me, who the hell is overseas elite? And I had to explain how good they were and where they come from and why they're called that. But now when you say aftershocks, you know it's the Wichita State alumni. Bayheim's Army speaks for itself. Golden Eagles, you know, our, our guys from Dayton. 
uh, you know, Red Scare, you know, Carmen's crew. There's like an identifiable connection that transcends the season during the college season to the summer. And by the way, you can get great merchandise from those teams too. If you're, you know, if you're right, if you're a, a fan of Bayheim's Army, you can walk around Syracuse in the summer with your Bayheim's Army t-shirt. So the connection to the schools and the alumni bases is incredible. Absolutely. Well, Fran, of course, I appreciate you coming on. I'm excited to hang out with you a little bit in Wichita, do a little bike riding with Pedigo bikes, do a little do dot diner eating, gain a little bit of weight. But <laughs> like I said, appreciate you coming on. Enjoy the rest of your time in Vegas and I'll, I'll see you in Wichita. We're going to need those bike rides. Yeah. Every time we go to the diner, we're going to need a long bike ride, Andrew. Bring your appetite. Sounds good. See ya. Hope you enjoyed those interviews with Taj Gibson and Fran Frischilla. So much content coming out the next, you know, three weeks until the championship in Philly. Make sure you're following at the tournament. Make sure you're following at Inside TBT. Make sure you're following Andrew Zolden. And let's watch some gosh darn basketball. I'll be talking to y'all periodically throughout TBT. No specific set dates on episodes, but there'll be a lot of content coming out. Let's freaking go. Blocking out early, that's the dish I don't like. Been getting paid since I was riding on the bike. Hit the pedal with the eighth, hopping on the ninth flight. I've been chilling out of sight. I'll be at the bar tonight. Told the bartender, go and take my car to swipe. You try the same thing, but your car gets declined. White rappers nowadays know we're not too hard to find. I'm so dapper with my ways, I'm gonna linger in your mind. Always told me good things, welcome to those who are patient. But I've been way too patient, riding in my basement i'm anxious in the real world it's time for me to say this the basics the talent in my mind i can't waste it my life is too safe it's my time for it's taking i'm baking my mind every day it's the same ish lazy my grind needs to get a new facelift coming from the underground and busting through the pavement rock with it and lean with it my team win it my team win it now rock with it and lean with it my team turn up when i spit it Cause oh yeah, that is so raving, racing and pacing around all these lames in my lane, out my way, unless you're trying to pay me. Not from the playpen, it's coming from the jungle. When you hear the bell, you better be ready to rumble. Because I'ma grab the gloves and I'm gonna flex my muscles. Go ahead and spit some bars, but you're probably just gonna mumble. A lot of rappers these days really need to get them humble. Cause they think they at the top, they better stop before they stumble. Cause I'm swiping all their biddies while they swiping right on mumble. And your girl, he calls me daddy, but she home. Cause you uncle But no we not related homie No we not some fam You never get in clubs You can't even get in sand You never get in dubs Like the browns from the land When push comes to shove Wave that towel in your hand Rock with it And lean with it My team win it My team win it Now rock with it And lean with it My team turn up When I spit it Now rock with it And lean with it My team